Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm glad to be here with you today. This episode is Stop Hating Your Adversity. I know that sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? Who likes adversity? Come on. We want everything to be smooth sailing. Let's be real. If we could choose, if we had a choice, we would choose for things to be smooth, for us to have no adversity. And I know when you're in the middle of it, sometimes you don't want to hear a message like this suggesting that adversity is good for you, right? It sounds a bit cliche, but it's true. It's the fact. That's where the magic happens in our lives, even though it doesn't feel like magic. It feels more like a curse when we're in the middle of adversity. But that is where character truly is developed. It's in the tough times. Listen, don't be mad at me. Don't shoot the messenger. I didn't make up the rules. Talk to God about it. But this is the fact of the matter. And so since adversity is going to happen, let's start there. Adversity is going to happen to everyone at some point or many points in their lives. It's unavoidable. It's part of the deal on planet Earth. So... Well, while we might have a hard time initially, when this is suggested, embracing adversity. I mean, I could have called this episode, Embrace Your Adversity. Maybe that'll be step two. I don't want to push you too hard. Can we just start by not hating it? That doesn't mean you're not going to hate a situation. What is happening? What is going on in your life? Something that's breaking your heart. Something that has you scared something that is an overwhelming challenge. I'm not suggesting that you're going to love it. You might even hate, like I said, aspects of whatever this adversity is. But in general, since our adversities are going to happen, to some degree, everybody is going to face disappointment, loss, hurdles, challenges, things that scare us half to death. Since they're going to happen anyway, we've got to figure out what to do with it. We can either just, you know, hang on, hold our breath and wait for the storm to pass. And there's probably an aspect to that in many situations. I'm not going to deny that. But can we just not hate our adversity? This will be easier for you to do, I think, if you're not in the middle of the adversity right? Looking back at old hindsight being 2020, it can be easier to look back and go, okay, got it. The lessons, everything seems a little more clear now. This is what I learned. This is how I grew or I didn't learn or grow, but okay. Yeah, you're right, Valerie. I should. So here's what I can do in the middle of it. We have a tendency to just want it to stop. 
I know that that was my experience with my big one, with Jamie's addiction. I just wanted it to stop. And that was one of my big aha moments. When I said to myself, what if it doesn't? What if this is it? What if this is my life? What if that thing, that nagging thing, that beast, that thing I have zero control over, what if it never goes away? Even if she had become clean, wouldn't I always be wondering? I just saw a post from somebody the other day saying that I think it was their daughter had relapsed after four years. Many of our beasts, many of the things that have us down, many of these things, these adversities, are lifelong in some way. So what do we do then? If it is potentially lifelong, do we just let the rest of our lives be crap? I mean, do we just say, okay, well, that's it. I'm just going to live on the edge all the time. And I'm not talking about the edge as far as taking chances and getting yourself out there and living your life. I mean, are we always going to live on the edge of fear and we're always going to have that lump in our throat and be scared constantly and in anxiety and fear and feeling helpless and hopeless. And are we really going to do that? Come on. I mean, you get one shot at this thing called life. We can't afford to do that. It's just not right. It's not cool. I don't think it's what God wants. It's not what's best for you. It's not what's best for anyone around you. So why are we doing that? I mean, if that's you, I got to ask you that. Why in the heck are you doing that? Okay. The obvious answer is it's hard not to. I get that. But I believe that you have what it takes. I believe that you have enough courage or you can build enough. You can create enough. You can get your courage muscles built up. I believe that. I don't even have to ever meet you personally to believe that because everybody can do it. Think of all of the stories of people who have inspired you. If you just sat down after this episode and you wrote some, some down, or if you couldn't think of any off the top of your head, you got on the internet. Maybe you know somebody. But if you can't think of any, you, the stories are everywhere. Think of the stories of people who've inspired you. Almost all of them, if not every single one of them, are people who have been through adversity. Those are the people who inspire us. It is not the people whose lives are cruising along wonderfully. Those are the ones that we're jealous of. Those are the ones that we wish we had. They're also the ones that we really don't know the whole story. They're the ones that seem like everything's okay. Everything's not okay for everybody. It's just not. Everybody has things about their lives that are not okay. Everybody struggles with feeling like they should be doing more, that they've made mistakes, that they're not enough, the time's running out. Everybody struggles with the same things, maybe not to the same degree or at the same time, but everybody struggles. So the stories that you think you know, let's put it that way, the, the stories you think you know that look all peachy and wonderful, you know, royalty and celebrities, which you've heard me say before, I think that word is just hilarious, celebrities. Really? What does that mean? You're famous for what? Okay. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, but those are the people that you might be in awe of, 
you might be fascinated by, you might wish you had their life, uh, uh, again, asterisk, because you don't really know what it's all about, but they're not the people that inspire you. They might inspire you to buy a new purse. I'm talking about those things that deep down, that inspire you, that motivate you, that make you want to be better, that help you to believe that you can. Those are people who have lived through adversity, who have stood in the middle of it during the storm while it is raging around them. They are often people who did something they didn't have to do that they could have just not done, but they were called to do it. So they put themselves out there, sometimes even in danger. Vulnerability just said this, okay, that's it. I'm opening myself up. Here I am. To a certain degree, that's me. I have to tell you, I'm an outgoing person and I really don't mind that people know things about me, but I'm not the kind of person that would tell people how I was feeling or about my pain. Uh, I'm a private person. I say hello to my neighbors and I'm friendly, but I don't really want to know them. I know that sounds terrible, but I'm just kind of a private person. So this has stretched me like you don't even know. I'm not even going to begin to compare myself to people who run into danger. You know, firefighters, police officers, the people in the military. Okay, I am not even going to begin to say that I have that kind of courage. But each one of us faces things that terrify us. And we're all built a little differently. So don't compare. Don't compare when you read these stories, when you think of these people. Do it to be inspired, but don't do it to compare. To go, oh, well, gosh, you know, I'm just doing this and they're doing that. Ah, that's not it. It's not a competition. You're here to run your race. Here are some of the more famous stories, people you might know, and maybe a couple you haven't heard of. How about Helen Keller? Who hasn't heard of her? She was born blind and deaf and yet learned to communicate. I mean, communicate at a very intelligent and incredibly expressive level. So many wonderful quotes and perspectives from that woman. Talk about overcoming. She didn't just overcome and learn how to communicate, which right there, that's amazing. But to go on to inspire other people who haven't even had half the challenges she has, what a woman. Rosa Parks. We love Rosa Parks. In the days of segregation, Rosa Parks, a black woman, said, heck with that. I'm not sitting at the back of the bus. I'm just going to quietly sit right here. That's what's interesting about her, too. She just quietly sat right there, right in the front. And she really sparked change. What an inspiration. What courage that took for her to do that. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about her. Maybe you haven't heard of Rob Mendez. He was born with no arms and no legs. I mean, just imagine that. He was fortunate enough to have parents that did whatever they could to help him have, have value. I mean, I, I can't even imagine overcoming that. He loved football. You should look him up. I'm going to fast forward the story. He became a successful high school football coach and a public speaker. But let's talk about the football coaching. He's never picked up a football, obviously, never kicked one. 
could never play, but he had the mind and the heart for it, and he was given a chance. But for him to even get to a point where he had enough belief in himself to put himself out there and to put himself out there for a job? Wow. And people on the team and those in the community, most of them were not on board with that. They thought it was a ridiculous idea. And he became very beloved. And I think he's moved on from two different schools. Great, inspiring story. Now, you see what's important about that story as well is that his challenges, his hurdles, his adversity has nothing to do with mine, probably has nothing to do with yours. We don't have to be inspired just by people who have something exactly like we're going through or something even similar. To, to know that the human spirit is that strong, has that much energy, that there's that much hope in my heart because when I hear Rob Mendez's story or Rosa Parks or Helen Keller, that makes me believe that I can do more. Yes, I do have moments where I think, wow, I'm not feeling so good about myself, right? Look what they've overcome. But that's that comparison. If you need to use that comparison for a moment to ignite your fire, then do it. But don't allow that comparison to keep you stuck and say, well, you know, look at them. I'm not going to even try. Have you ever heard of Malala? I'm probably going to butcher her name. I should have looked up how to say it. Uh, her name is Malala Yousafzai. Yousafzai, something like that. Her father ran one of the last schools that defied the Taliban. And their, the defiance was this. They had an order to end female education. Can you believe that? Can you believe people are still living like this? In this day and age? Unbelievable. Come on. This girl, as an 11-year-old, probably inspired by her father. She wrote an anonymous blog documenting her experiences for the BBC. So imagine what the Taliban felt about this. I'm just giving you snippets. You can also look her up because what it took for this young girl to do what she did, I don't know if I have it. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is incredible. Fighters are sweeping through her village. And she stood up. She spoke out. She said she wanted to become a doctor. And guess what she became? A symbol of defiance against the Taliban. Oops. Unfortunately, it did cost her her life. When she was 14 years old, the Taliban singled her out on a school bus and executed her. And gladly told the world about it. She knew exactly who she was up against. But it was important enough to this little soul to be a part of something big, a movement, change. She did it anyway. And she was scared. I read something that she titled, uh, I think it was a blog post or a story of some kind, she titled, I'm scared or I'm afraid. Yeah, she was scared, but she did it anyway. That's what warriors do. We're scared, but we do it anyway. We take our adversity and we turn it into something because everything can be used for good. I'm not suggesting that you put your life in danger, but, but that you live with that kind of passion, something that moves you and motivates you 
and gets you up off of that mat and take us taking a step forward and more important than that that has you flying use your adversity as jet fuel that propels you forward toward your destiny and right now you might be thinking destiny shmestiny i'm in the dark here i'm in a hole i'm down fine let it propel you out of there and then once you get there you can move to another place. It's a process. This is a marathon, my friends, not a sprint. Getting yourself better and stronger is a process and it is something you have to work on every single day. Trauma is real. It is. I'm not going to say whatever you've been through isn't real and it hasn't hurt you and affected you, but it doesn't have to own you. You can heal. Use that adversity. Use it as building blocks, stepping stones. The bottom line is it's up to you. You can stay down. I mean, you know, it's your choice. You're in charge of your life. You can stay down. You're not living under the Taliban rule. You can go out and do things. You have choices. People in the Western world, we have no idea how many choices we have as compared to so many other people out there. It's up to you. How many people do you think that if they were dropped into your story, into your situation, I'm telling you with all of it, the adversity and everything would be happy to be there as compared to what they're living through. This is when comparison is handy. It's helpful. You can stay down. You can believe the lies of the beast. You can come into agreement with him. You can keep running that rat race. You can stay on the roller coaster from hell. You can do all that. It's up to you. I can't make you do anything. But I, beyond, highly recommend that you use your adversity. So thankful that I decided to use mine. Use it in some way. It is in the dark, my friend, where you find your strength and faith. It's in the dark places. When we get out into the light, then we use it. We use that courage, that strength. We use our faith but it's often found in the dark. When we've been pressed and squeezed and tested, that's where the rubber meets the road. We develop wisdom during, during and after the storm. Like I said earlier, courage happens in tough times. We can want it to be different all we want, but the facts are the facts. Reality is reality. So it's your choice right now today. I challenge you to make a choice to allow your adversity to continue to strangle you, suffocate you, keep you down, hold you back, keep you voiceless, have you living in shame and guilt, paralyzing fear, or you can stop hating your adversity. It's very possible that your adversity is precisely where you will meet your purpose. That's my challenge for you today. I would so love to hear that one day you heard this message and it ignited something in you. And you said, yes, that's it. I'm going to stop hating my adversity. Maybe you will even go a step further and begin to embrace it. Thanks again for being here. 
It is time for you to use your story to disrupt your trauma for good. Your story matters, so you've got to learn how to live it courageously. Link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. We are in this thing called life together.